Welcome to the Outlaw Radio Show. My name is Zach Adams, and I pastor a church located just outside of Athens, Georgia. The name of the church is Calvary 316. You can learn more about the church by visiting our website, which is calvary316.com. If you're a local, if you live somewhere on Highway 316, Uh, Come visit us. Our Sunday service is at 1030. Regardless of where you're listening, I do hope you stay with me over the next hour or so as we seek to deconstruct kind of the negative perception that the world has of Christians by doing something Christians don't do publicly a lot, and that's having bold, brash, honest, real discussions on relevant topics in an honest and a genuine way. Today is a great example of us doing this because uh, I'm going to tackle a topic that is very popular, very relevant, but very controversial, especially in the Christian world. And the topic is specifically marijuana. The reason this is so relevant is right now we have 20 some odd presidential candidates running on the Democratic ticket that have come out in support of a full bore legalization of marijuana, not just marijuana for medicinal purposes, but marijuana for recreational use. Now, this is not a a new thing. It's new in the sense that it's now entering presidential politics. It's entering kind of a national platform. Um, But over the last five, six, seven, eight years, um, marijuana beginning as kind of a medicinal concept um, became a, a hot button topic in States, uh, Colorado, California, Washington, Oregon, uh, often more liberal leaning, uh, progressive states, uh, legalizing marijuana. Um, it, it's an interesting topic because it hits a libertarian uh, viewpoint in the sense that we should be free to do what we want. Um, it hits a, a liberal progressive idea. Um, it, it also kind of hits even the right about the ability to to tax a new product and uh, the ability to generate new revenues for states and and we've kind of been in this this federalist experiment allowing states while it's illegal marijuana recreationally is illegal federally it's the federal law prohibits it uh, we have states experimenting with the legalization and seeing uh, really what happens as far as the economy what this does to the black market What's interesting about about marijuana itself is that if you listen to any debates on uh, cable news networks, on whatever blogs you listen to, it's almost presented as settled science, that it's harmless, that it's about the same thing as alcohol, that it's non-addictive. There's a, a lot of things concerning the science that gets presented as being fact. What's amazing, though, is if you really begin to dive deeper into the science of 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 marijuana and extended marijuana use the science is not settled we don't really know what the long-term effects of marijuana use and then you couple it where well the marijuana that was being smoked in the 60s and the 70s is is a totally different product as to what's being um peddled today it's a very complicated topic um, Christians, how do we address this? How do we deal with this? If you live in one of those states where it's legal, you know, how do you approach this topic? How do you approach it from a liberty standpoint? Uh, where is the the appropriate biblical uh, position? Uh, this is a, a conversation that is beginning to be had in Christian circles, especially if you, like I said, live in a state. But it's almost inevitable uh, that marijuana will be legalized federally. Um, sooner than later. Um, one of the the angles, um, and this is kind of just being fully transparent, um, is the, the concept of marijuana being dangerous f- as being a gateway drug. And you hear that phrase a lot, that uh, one of the dangers of marijuana use uh, isn't necessarily marijuana, but the fact that marijuana always leads to harder and harder drugs, that, that what it does, it's a gateway into a lifestyle that's very destructive. Now, again, full disclosure, uh, I am not an authority to speak on marijuana. I'm not an authority to speak on extended marijuana use, um, and here's why. Um, and, and some of you are going are gonna to choke when you hear me say this. I've never seen marijuana. Um, I've never um, been at a party where people were smoking weed. Uh, I've never been in, in a place where I've smelt weed. 
Um, I've never seen weed. Um, I, again, just in the circles that I grew up in, the circles that I ran in, um, that was never something I've been exposed to. I wasn't exposed to it in Bible college. Um, wasn't exposed to it in my 20s, my 30s. Uh, I've never smoked marijuana. I've never been around marijuana. I, I don't even really know what marijuana smells like. And I know that sounds crazy, especially in uh, the, the, the the particular climate that we're in, uh, where marijuana use is rampant uh, everywhere. Um, I've never been around it. And so, because I want to talk about this particular topic, but I lack um, really some context and experience with it, um, I've invited a dear friend of mine. His name is Seth Waters. He's a, a pastor, a friend. Um, Seth has way more experience in regards to this. And so without further ado, uh, Seth, welcome to the Outlaw Radio Show. Thanks, Zach. Glad to be here. So before we get into the topic specifically, um, can you just, uh, you've been on the show before, you've, you've told a bit of your testimony uh, before, but can you kind of recap who you are, where you live uh, what your heart is, your ministry, and even then maybe segue a little bit into your background, your testimony, uh, being why you're now on the show pertaining to this topic. Let me kind of give you the floor here to talk for a few minutes. Yeah, right on, man. Well, I appreciate it. Um, it's kind of funny to me to hear as you're doing this intro and then to look back on the last few weeks of my life because uh, it's interesting how the Lord uses me nowadays. Um, I was actually just recently asked to speak in front of our local high school on an after-school program with the the students and the parents uh, about this subject. And then, you know, so like, they're like, oh, hey, you're the, you're the resident ex-drug addict. You know, we want you to come speak to these people. And then actually two days later in the same week, I was invited to speak at uh, our local Chamber of Commerce business after hours. I'm a local business owner in the town that I live in. Which, which town is that? Iron Iron River, Michigan. Where is so that? We're, we're, Where is that? Yeah, it's not something that people are really familiar with. It's it's something called the UP, the Upper Peninsula. Um, we still have like very tall snowbanks on the side of our road right now. It's um, mid April, and I think the snow's gone from the rest of the states except for us. We are above Wisconsin actually, so there's two parts of Michigan. You have the the down what we call downstate. That's like the mitten. Uh, that's surrounded by all the Great Lakes. And then you have another part that's connected by a five-mile bridge um, that is called the Upper Peninsula. And so we're actually, I'm only about five minutes away from Wisconsin. Uh, I can get to Green Bay in about two and a half hours. It takes me like nine hours to get down to Lansing or Detroit. So you're in the part of Michigan that was rejected by Canada. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, we call (laughs) ourselves like Diet Canada or Canada South. Now, um, in, in addition to living and being a small business owner in Iron River, this town, um, I, I know you uh, you run a recording studio. I know that you uh, run fly fishing expeditions. You're you're kind of a jack of all trades, but you you live there primarily because the Lord called you to pastor a church. Is that correct? Yeah. What, what's cool about the situation is I do pastor a Calvary Chapel here, a Calvary Chapel Iron River, and. But at the same time, like the Lord's really given um, me a drive for the the well being of our community and bringing hope. Um, you know, the economy of our community was thriving like way back in the day, like 30, 40 years ago. Um, they had a lot of mining uh, up here for minerals, and those mines closed down, and the whole area just collapsed economically. So um, right now we're, we've become a tourist community. Um, we've got tons of water where we are, you know, in our County, we've got like thousands of river miles and 250 lakes. And so we're like a a destination in the summer to come. And, uh, there's a lot of summer homes and stuff like that. So there's a lot of business opportunities if you're, you know, entrepreneurial and the Lord is really, for some reason, just given me a, a super active mind and, um, maybe some of that's byproduct of all the drugs in the past. <laughs> well, knows? I want to I want to get back to something that you said though, and I think this is a good transition. You you had mentioned that you're kind of known in town, uh, not just as the fly fishing expert, not just as the local pastor and the the guy that runs the recording studio, but you're also kind of known as the ex drug addict, which right. is why you're now being asked in your town uh, to speak to topics related. Can you just right. very quickly? kind of give a, a flyby testimonial of of being a drug addict and, and the work that the Lord did freeing you from those things? Yeah, um, very simply, it started in like junior high, messing around with marijuana. Um, and marijuana to me, when I, when I was really committed to it, 
was something that I, I was very passionate about. I loved, uh, I loved being high. I loved the the relaxed feeling that it gave me. Um, it put me in a place that I couldn't find uh, without it. And I told myself for years, you know, I was one of those individuals that smoked weed and was just like, "There's never going to be anything better than this." Hmm. Um, I have no desire to do any harder drugs. Um, you know, used the phrases, you know, it's natural and just, you know, and I was never interested in any other types of drugs. Um, but that changed. And I was in my, gosh, I used, I smoked marijuana for, for years and years. And, and it wasn't, my, my story is actually opposite of yours. And I'm, I'm almost, I'm, I'm ashamed to say this, but like you mentioned, like, you know, you went through Bible college and so never smoked weed. Like <laughs> I was the idiot. I was the idiot that was going to Bible college and smoking weed. Right. Um, I know. I know. And that. so like, I hate to say that cause it's like, it's embarrassing, but, but that's, it's the truth and it's real. And so like, I made it all the way into college years. Like, but what happened was, is, um, I was, I'm also a musician, you know, I own this recording studio, but I toured in a lot of bands and it was, it really was a fluke, um, evening where my dealer that was supplying my marijuana just basically changed things up on me and said, I'm, I'm not selling weed anymore. I got cocaine. And the moment that I tried Coke, it was everything else was off the table. It was like, wow, I didn't know you could get this this lit. So after that, it went to hallucinogens. Um, but then the addictions started to set in um, in a very, very in a way that I would say that I was already addicted to marijuana um, in in its own way. But when uh, cocaine and heroin and crack and like some of these hallucinogens started to take take place in my life, um, there was more evidence i would just say there was more tangible evidence of physical addiction and so i ended up doing a year and a half as a full-time resident in a program called u-turn for christ down in greenville tennessee and that's really where i had to deconstruct everything that i thought that i knew about existence and god and the bible and you know my biology and my 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 psyche you know the, the chemical makeup of my brain and the way that i ticked and i really had to deconstruct everything that i thought that i knew about reality uh, and just start over completely and it, and it actually wasn't until i would even say this that it wasn't until i was out of treatment you know i did a year and a half in treatment but it wasn't even until i think i was probably three years off of drugs and i was still feeling like my brain was cleaning itself out and that my body was cleaning itself out from all the toxins and all of the issues that clouded my brain from all the drugs that I had done. So, um, yeah, lots of experience in that regard, but coming back to the idea of my role in the community, my, you know, the response that I get from parents and from, you know, police officers and from judges and teachers is, you know, Seth, you're the only person that we know that has made this like 180 degree, change to the point where like I have friends that are still dr still using drugs and they'll talk to me about how much they look up to me and how much I've changed my life and how much things have taken place um it, but it's such a foreign concept that somebody could do that uh, that they're they just view me as this like anomaly and so my my the task at hand for me and the mission for me is really to try to connect the dots with these people so that they understand like, look, I didn't do this on my own, you know, and trying to give them hope through Christ um, is sometimes really difficult because they see that, that chasm between, you know, righteous, healthy living and addiction and dependency on, on these drugs. And they just don't, it, it, it's a, such a foreign concept. They don't even, they don't even entertain the idea most of the time. It's, it's pretty crazy. Well, we're running against a break. I want to return very quickly to one thing that you mentioned, and I think it's a good way for us to segue. We're going to be talking in the entire episode about drugs and about marijuana and its effects. Uh, Seth's going to be sharing uh, quite a bit about his story, but uh, going back to what he said, he got help. And so if you're listening to this, whether it's via the podcast or, or on the radio, uh, or whether you're watching the video of this, uh, if you're struggling with drugs... Um, I want you to go Google. If you want to be freed, liberated, if you need help, look up U-Turn for Christ. It's a wonderful organization. They point you to Jesus, who is the liberator. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back here with the Outlaw Radio Show. Hi, my name is David Guzik, and I'm a friend of Zach and the entire team at Outlaw Radio. One of the things I like most about Outlaw Radio is Zach's desire to challenge Christians to think critically, ask relevant questions, and then pursue answers on their own. The sad reality is too many Christians don't know what they believe, yet alone why they believe what they do. 
This is why, in addition to Outlaw Radio tackling the tough topics you might not hear at church on Sundays, their desire is to equip, inspire, and challenge you to dig into God's Word and wrestle with these complex topics on your own. To help you in this process, Zach wanted me to let you all know of two free resources essential for any serious Bible student. Aside from my full Bible commentary available at EnduringWord.com, the resources you can access at BlueLetterBible.org will truly transform the way you study the Bible. Aside from their treasure trove of free commentaries, BlueLetterBible.org also has an incredible word search function, making it easy to dive into the original languages behind a biblical text. So if you want to dig deeper into your study of Scripture, check out EnduringWord.com as well as BlueLetterBible.org. Welcome back to the Outlaw Radio Show. I'm joined by a dear friend of mine, and I mean that. He is a dear friend, a brother. Uh, his name is Seth Waters. He's a fellow pastor. We're about the same age. Seth, again, welcome to the Outlaw Radio Show. I'm so glad that you're here. And Thanks. glad that we're talking about an important topic, marijuana drug use. You have much a much different experience with these things than I do, which is why you're on the show. And I want to kind of hone in. You had mentioned uh, in the previous block, just in recounting your testimony, uh, that that you went way down the rabbit hole with drugs, where you were super addicted. We went from to cocaine. We we got into hallucinogens. Uh, you went way down to the point that you took you a year and a half, two years, just to get your brain right. Um, but it began as a middle schooler smoking weed. W- would that be a fair yeah. critique? Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't like every day. It was, you know, I was um, I was an excelled musician. Uh, so I was in accelerated education in the school for music. It just put me around uh, a lot of older students than I was who were and did have, you know, it was more accessible to them. And so I was just around those individuals, and that's how it was accessible to me. Can you talk a bit about the dangers of marijuana? Can you? I just I want to hand the floor to you, let you kind of unpack this topic. And in all honesty, I'm just going to sit back and kind of ask some questions. Uh, I want yeah, to, right I, on. I want to be the learner here. So when you asked me to come on the show, I did sit down. I jotted down a few notes. Um, I want to give a disclaimer on a couple things because this is such a hot topic right now. Um, one, I'm I'm not a doctor. <laughs> okay, so like I That's have important. experience in this, but I don't I don't want anybody because some of this stuff, you know, there's the medical subject that comes up in this conversation. There's the recreational subject. There's the economic subject. Um, I, I'm not a doctor. Okay, um, and you don't and, play you don't play one on TV. Yeah. Yeah, right. And so, <laughs> um, and I don't have, I don't have a perfect perspective either. So some of the, some of the topics that you get into when you talk about marijuana right now in our culture, there's, it's so broad. Um, you know, you've got the medical, you've got the medical issue with, which you talked about in the intro, which, you know, I think the main thing to say about that is, is the jury is still out. Like we know that we know that there are benefits, um, but we're not exactly sure yet where the parameters lie. Um, and so, you know, that's, that's its own subject. Um, but then you get this rec- the recreational stuff. So as we go through, we unpack this, um, your question to me about the dangers. Um, yeah, man, like, you know, it's, it's extremely controversial, but I will absolutely and openly say that I believe that marijuana is a gateway drug, um, only because, you know, my experience personally has led me to believe that now, are there people that can smoke marijuana and it never leads them anywhere else? Um, sure, like those people do exist, but it, it's not that's not the standard, and I don't think that there necessarily is a standard when it comes to that. And um, you know, like I said myself, like I was one of those people that sat around and smoked weed every day, and I was looking to get as high as I could. Um, and experience life high all the time. And, and it wasn't until one day, just on a whim, like I wound up trying cocaine and then it was all out the window. And dude, it was years and years and years. And I think that the basic take home from that is just, you can never say that something is absolute in your, I will always this. Right. Life changes, like life changes. You know, let me um, let me ask you a specific question in regards yeah. to the, the two the two ideas that are coupled. The idea of of marijuana being a gateway drug is fundamentally based on on an idea 
that marijuana is addictive. And the people that would argue that marijuana is not a gateway drug also argue that marijuana is not addictive. And the idea is to be a gateway. So you're smoking weed, you're getting high, you're 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 experiencing this chemical reaction, but as the brain does, it normalizes, which means you need more and more and more to yeah. generate the same amount of high, meaning at some point you become numb to marijuana, now you need a harder drug, a.k.a. cocaine. And so you have the, the concept that it's a gateway, but it's a gateway because it's an addiction that leads to a greater addiction. Now, with that in well, mind... Well, it's just like, yeah, it's just like anything else. Your body builds up a tolerance, okay? Like, I remember a point in my life, I was 19 years old working at a coffee shop, and I would go out for my smoke break, and I would get high, and people would be like, oh my gosh, you get high while you're at work? You know, how can you function? And it was like, I was just getting, I was just smoking weed so I could feel normal. It wasn't like I was smoking at that point and being like, oh man, like I'm so stoner. It was like, I would, I'd rip a one hitter and, and feel fine. I would, that would bring me back to where I felt normal. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so then it was, it, so this idea of, you got to, I guess, define what addiction is when they say that it's non addictive. I mean, are you talking about the the craving, the physical craving to be high, or are you talking about like finding yourself in a mental state? You know, we want to cloak it with pain relief. Um, <laughs> funny thing, uh, you know, whenever I would get high, like I would smoke weed, it didn't relieve pain. <laughs> like it didn't, it didn't take my pain away, physical pain. Like if I had an injury and I smoked weed, like. I mean, taking a Tylenol would have probably had the same effect, to be honest. Now, that's where I have to say I'm not a doctor. Maybe it just yeah. didn't have the same effect on me. But I've talked to other guys that smoke weed, and they're like, yeah, it doesn't really take my pain away necessarily. It calms me down, you know. But anyway, so that that idea of addiction, um, you kind of have to define it, you know. Well, we why have don't the you same define it? For you, you've, you've been yeah. in this world. So, define so, it for me. Help me understand yeah, so, it. So a drug addiction um, is basically the will addiction to anything is willingness to partake in any given action um, with disregard to negative consequences. That's that's if you if you just Google like addict you know okay. addiction definition. I follow. Yeah, yeah. It's basically like you're willing to partake in an action with disregard for the consequences of the action. And that's where addiction comes in. I mean, that's why you can see pregnant women smoking cigarettes, or that's why we have infants that are born addicted to heroin. You know, like what, what little girl grows up in her life thinking, I want to give birth to a child that's addicted to opiates. <laughs> like nobody. Right. But it happens, childhood dream, ev- right. it happens every day. And, um, and so it's, it's wild, man, when you think about you know all the different things that we will do when we're addicted. Now, the other argument that comes up that's extremely confrontational, and I don't think it needs to be, is you know addiction, we've classified it as, as an illness, as a disease, um, and we want to debate whether that's the case or not. I think it's a silly debate. I think that what starts as a choice becomes a, a, a disease or an addiction. Um, it, it doesn't start there, but it becomes that because there was a place in my life, dude, where my body, I was physically having seizures, kicking all the drugs in the first few weeks of me, like trying to get clean and detox, Crazy, crazy. you know? And so it's, it gets to that point. That's a physical disorder. Now it started with my own choice, but you know, it became that, that physical disorder. Um, and I would have never thought, you know, the, the punchline that we used to say in rehab all the time was like, nobody grew up saying, you know what I want to be when I'm older, a crackhead, you know, like, <laughs> what do you want to be Johnny when you grow up? Oh, I want to be a crackhead dad. Like nobody says that. And we kind of would joke around about that, but it happens, you know? So when it comes to, when it comes to all of these debates, um, it, it's really difficult, you know? So there's a number of other subjects though. I mean, you've got the, the supposed economic impact of this recreational aspect coming out. The jury's still out on that as well. You know, it's, it's just the whole thing right now. I tell people this all the time. If I was an advocate for marijuana right now, I would be, I would be so upset because essentially you've these people that are trying to legalize marijuana, you know, and they've made it this legislation issue and they're using things like economic impact and the medical side of it to like give, get what they want legalized. They handed this idea of legalizing marijuana over to politicians and to the pharmaceutical industries 
<laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> which, which, like, Big when business. I was sitting around, yeah, like when I was sitting around getting high all day, like those were the industries that we called the man and were was holding us down. And like at this point, the advocates for marijuana just handed over, you know, their their passion to politicians and the pharmaceutical industry, which is like, it's so jacked up, right? Well, we're gonna um, we're, we'll unpack that a little bit more, but let me uh, with about the two minutes that we have left um, before a break, let me ask you just very specifically. Um, you've you've been clear that you believe that marijuana, from your own experiences, is a gateway. So subsequently, I'll I'll just ask: Were you addicted to marijuana use? I would say so. Absolutely, man. I didn't want to do anything in my life that didn't allow me to get high. You know, I the thing the thing is is so many people treat marijuana like it's the, like it's the savior of the universe today. And I think that speaks for itself. If it wasn't something that was that was um that drew you in, like really drew you in, why would it be what it is today? Well, so, some people might might say, you know, and there's this equivalence that's made between marijuana use and, and alcohol. And, and some might say, well, you know, there's a difference between someone enjoying a drink and, and, and a drunk. And that, you know, you were the drunk with marijuana, but that it's completely possible for someone to just enjoy marijuana recreationally in that sense. Um you know we're we're running against the clock, but maybe we can pick things back up with that kind of thought because I'd like your perspective. I'd like your perspective on that. Like, you know, well, hey, you know, can can we just uh, enjoy marijuana on the weekend? Uh, just smoke it a little here, a little there. You know, again, I don't. I've never Great been question. around weed. Great I don't question. know. I don't know how that works. Um, I I, uh, I I understand uh, how alcohol works in that sense, even even just the biology behind it. But when we come back. Uh, Seth's going to unpack that question about can you just recreationally use uh, marijuana. So uh, engaging conversation, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with the Outlaw Radio Show. Thanks for joining us for this special edition of the Outlaw Radio Show. This episode is very important to culture today. Zach Adams and Seth Waters, two Calvary Chapel pastors, are talking about marijuana in culture. What about those in the church Don't go anywhere. Come back for part two of the Outlaw Radio Show with Zach Adams and Seth Waters. Welcome back to the Outlaw Radio Show. One of the most important aspects of our show is our desire to connect with you, the listening audience. Whether you're listening on the podcast, available on iTunes, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts, whether you're listening on the radio, however you're listening, we want to hear from you. Feedback is important. Um, especially with topics like what we're discussing today, the, the controversial topic uh, concerning marijuana. And there's a lot of our society is is wrestling with this idea. There are many states that have already legalized the recreational use. Uh, there's a medicinal component to it. Uh, this is a complicated topic. Uh, ironically, it's a complicated topic that isn't being discussed much in Christian circles. And I think that's a shame. Um, I don't think we're having a, a, a solid dialogue about marijuana when it's kind of, and I hate to say it, inevitable that the full legalization uh, is coming sooner than later. We have an entire political party, uh, the Democrats, every presidential candidate, all 20 of them, uh, in their platform are are advocating for the full legalization of of marijuana. And so with a topic like this, it would be great to hear from you. Uh, there's a few ways that you can get in touch with us. Our email address is info at outlawradio.org. Our website's outlawradio.org, so info. Uh, Facebook.com, if you're on Facebook, um, follow us, like us. Uh, Facebook.com slash the radio outlaw. And then if you're into Twitter, our handle is at radio underscore outlaw. Again, talking with Seth Waters, a good friend of mine, about this particular topic, uh, we left off kind of our last segment um, with a particular question. Uh, I don't have any experience with marijuana. I don't have any experience with drugs. This is kind of a foreign thing, which is why Seth is on the show, because he has more experience just within his testimony. The question that I posed, and I'll just kind of reiterate it and then give Seth the floor here, is 
this idea of okay, so marijuana we 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 see as being a gateway. Um, Seth's position is that it is, and in in addition, is addictive. Well, the counter argument would be, um, well, the equivalency of marijuana and alcohol. Um, you can enjoy alcohol but not be a drunk, and in the same way, you can enjoy marijuana recreationally. Um, and not be completely addicted and on the road to cocaine and heroin. Um, that was the question. Can you use marijuana recreationally? And so, um, because Seth has more experience with all of this than me, uh, I'm just going to kind of hand that question over to you. What's your thought, Seth? Uh, my thought is, yeah, you definitely can. <laughs> like you, you can do anything you want. You know, it's your life. Um, should you? I think, you know, and who's asking the question are probably uh, would probably bring this into perspective a little bit more. You know, are we talking about um, the Christian, you know, is a Christian asking this question? Can I get high um, casually? Is there this element of moderation that um, I can experience with marijuana? Um, and, you know, I've got mixed emotions when it's compared to alcohol because, um you know, people all the time will tell me, well, alcohol is way worse than marijuana. And those are the statements that are made. Alcohol is way you worse hear than marijuana. You like, hear that oh, all, yeah, the, all the time. People don't the time. get, people don't get high and get in car and get in car accidents. You know, people are, are, are stoned. So they're driving over the overly, you know, cautious when they're high. People get <laughs> they're paranoid. Yeah. Right. No, seriously. Like that's, yeah. like, those are the comments that are, that are going out, that are flying around out there. And then they say, well, yeah. And so I honestly, man, like, I think that that's a really silly argument to make only because just because you think something exists that's worse doesn't give you the right to just say, well, then everything that's not as bad as that element is okay. Right. Does that no, make sense? No, totally makes sense. Like, so you can't, you know, if, if you're trying to make an argument and say, well, alcohol is worse than marijuana, so we should just be able to do it. Well, you know, then now you're just taking this standard and in your own mind deconstructing it. And if you use that same reasoning, you know, like rape isn't as bad as murder. So, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> or, or you, you can't yeah. do that. Yeah, you yeah. can't do that. It's so, a there's a flawed logic to the argument. Yeah. Like, now, we can't, you know, nuclear weapons are way worse than biological weapons. So, it's okay to use <laughs> biological you weapons. Know, okay. So, so yeah. bringing it back into like what we deal with and what I, what I try to address as a pastor. Um, and even with the experience that I have now is I think that there is a very, um, you know, the biblical basis for alcohol consumption or any kind of substance um, is your mental state is drunkenness. All right. Like drunkenness is clearly a sin according to God's word. And, you know, like in my experience, you know, I, if I have a beer, I'm not drunk. All right. Like there's a point where I am intoxicated and I shouldn't get to that point ever. And, and legally, right, according and, to God's word. And legally, we've we've been able to quantify that. So there is a right. a legal limit. Like we've been able to say, well, you can have a beer and you, you're totally fine to get in the car. You can even drive if it's, if it's just a well, beer. Well, legally, or a glass of you wine. can be. Well, legally, you can be smashed, and as long as you're not driving or causing a problem in public, you're okay. <laughs> but we haven't, you know, like, my, my point, no, I totally get that, but my point is we haven't even, I, I know in Colorado, they're trying to quantify how high is impairment. Um, oh, yeah, you know, th good luck with that. <laughs> well, and I think I think uh, that that's an interesting, an interesting angle because, you know, you made the comment, you know, I can, I can have a beer and, or a glass of wine. With sure. And I think that, yeah, and this is where the jury's still out on some of this stuff. Like, I, you know, I'm not, it's not a mission in life for me to fully understand the, the marijuana plant and the THC and levels and all this stuff. So I'm sure that they're finding ways to like how, you know, you're going to get a half dose or you're going to get, you know, but it's just like anything else, man. Like, like flawed humanity is involved and we're trying to reach some kind of, you know, rational, I, gosh, man, like marijuana is amoral like it doesn't have the ability to be good or or bad in and of itself i mean like it's, it's we're, yes plan. we're in a fall yeah, yeah well and we're in a fallen world so you know things are flawed right now and i think that what's really you know just a side note man <laughs> um you might think of it for another podcast episode but like i really this causes me to go down the road of thinking about the difference between 
um, our, you know, like considering our mortality and still maintaining healthy living, you know, like how, how Mm. far do, should we really go with this? Like everything's got to be, and and you can go one way or the other, but what the term that I like to use now, instead of talking about healthy living, I want to, I want to live righteous. I want to have righteous living. And, and when I follow that and when I'm pursuing righteous living, things really start to find their place in my life, especially in my relationship with the Lord. Um, and so, and that will have an effect on, yeah, the way that I live and, and maybe what I eat and how I live in my, in my health. Um, but it's not always limited to that. And so it's not like, you know, we're treating, like I said earlier, like so many people that I know are treating this marijuana element, like it's the second coming of Christ. It's going to solve all of our problems. And it's, you know, we'll have, we're going to have world peace because we're going to make marijuana legal. And, and we're, our focus has become so skewed. You know, it's just a, it's just another distraction in the timeline of fallen humanity, in my opinion. Well, I'll give you, I'll give you an example of, of, you know, one of the arguments uh, that you've heard towards the legalization of marijuana, and you, you really heard this quite a bit in Colorado, was if you legalize weed, you will eliminate the black market, and thus you'll eliminate the cartels, the, 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 the drug trade. Uh, if you just legalize it, then we don't have the cartels moving uh, marijuana uh, across the border. We don't have all of the, the problems with, with that. If you legalize it, you know, you'll get rid of the crime connected to it. But what's been really interesting is that in Colorado, um, it's so much cheaper to buy illegal weed uh, than it is from pot dispensaries because it's taxed. So what's happened is that even in Colorado, the, the black market weed trade uh, is still flourishing because um, <laughs> my dealer is still getting it from his st- supplier and we keep it off the books, and I don't have to pay taxes. I don't have to give you the markup. It's just this idea that if we do right. A, logically B is going to happen, but we see that that's yeah. not always the case. It's a um, huge assumption. It's a huge assumption. The other thing that takes place is even with the medical stuff. Okay, so like I told you in the intro to the show here that I live five minutes away from Wisconsin. Um, for years, medical marijuana was not legal in Wisconsin. And I think it's even barely legal right now. Like it's not something that, you know, they're, they're, you can get a medical card, but it's really, really, you know, tight. Um, but in Michigan, you know, you can stub your toe and go get a medical marijuana card and, and grow, you know, X amount of plants. And right yeah. now, if you were here in the studio and we got done with this interview, I could drive you around and show you three or four houses in my town that somebody from Wisconsin moved across the border got a medical marijuana card and they've got a whole house full of plants and they're harvesting their plants and carrying their marijuana and they're driving down to wisconsin and they're selling it on the street unbelievable i mean well listen like, that, if you're the audience don't go anywhere we'll be right back here with the outlaw radio show we'll finish up this particular topic one of the missions of outlaw radio is to bring your attention to ministry resources that will benefit your personal study of the bible and spiritual growth with this in mind we want you to check out ravi zacharias international ministries not only is their vision to help the thinker believe but they exist to help the believer think to accomplish both of these aims their website rzim.org is filled with tons of free resources aimed at not only answering your own difficult questions but with the intention of providing the necessary tools to defend your faith in an ever-growing hostile world. Once again, you can learn more about Ravi Zacharias International Ministries by visiting rzim.org. That's rzim.org. Welcome back to the Outlaw Radio Show. We're talking about the the topic of marijuana, marijuana use, um, how we should process this as a society, how we should process this as Christians. Seth Waters, a good friend of mine, is on the show with us. But to set up kind of our, our final uh, our final few minutes on the topic, um, I again just want to reiterate uh, that this is a complicated topic. Um, uh, let me tell you just a, kind of a quick story um, that I think illustrates uh, the complex nature of it. Uh, I had a, a dear friend that was given a cancer diagnosis that was uh, very, it was, she had about a 10% chance to live. It was going to be brutal um, the chemotherapy, uh, the radiation therapy, um, the surgeries, 
Um, she they gave her about a ten percent chance to make it. Uh, she was in the fight of her life, and um, f- full story. She, she's been healed. The Lord has liberated her. She's she's still alive, uh, which is amazing. But um, in the in the middle of just this agonizing, mean, she lost her hair. She was losing weight. She looked gaunt. She looked deathly. She was in incredible, enormous pain. Uh, they were giving her um, heavy duty narcotics. To deal with the pain, deal with nausea, and deal with the stuff. I mean, the can the, the cancer meds were killing her, and and so she she was being given this pain medication, which by the way, is extraordinarily addictive. Um, in the long run, a lot of cancer patients, a lot of people that that have major surgeries, you know, that their back gets fixed, their spine fused together, and and yay, now I have an opioid opioid addiction. Um, because of, of, of what they were giving me to cope with the pain. And so her doctor um, went to her because she wasn't liking all of these narcotics and how they made her feel and, and whatnot. And so the doctor, and we're in the state of Georgia, so it's not fully legal, but but told her to smoke weed um, instead of the heavy-duty narcotics. And it was one of the, the few things that she could do that provided relief in, in, in a major cancer scare. Um, my point is that what's better, uh, marijuana um, or um, Oxycontin? Um, okay, Oxycontin's legal. <laughs> Marijuana's not. Um, but the effects of Oxycontin are much worse. And so this is a complicated thing. And, and, and we're going to intentionally not reach any really defined conclusions. We're trying to do something that the church doesn't do, and that's have have a discussion about it, which again is why we want feedback from you, the listening audience, and and your thoughts on this. I'll other I'll, I'll add another kind of wrinkle to it, and that is the sense that um, I think the church by and large avoids having the marijuana conversation because we've never really had the alcohol conversation, and so for a lot of churches that that's official position on alcohol is abstinence that that it's a prohibition against the drinking of alcohol while 80 percent of christians drink alcohol um, we don't even engage in the conversation about marijuana because we we just kind of had the same fallback oh well you shouldn't drink but many people do but our position is you shouldn't drink and so we don't have to talk about this um you shouldn't drink so you shouldn't smoke marijuana and we're just not going to talk about it and yet that that's that's avoiding the reality of many of the people sitting in the pews that, that do drink and are wrestling with this very topic of marijuana, liberty. Can I engage in this? Should I abstain from this? Where where do we fall? Um, again, we're not reaching any conclusions other than to say that the exhortation is godliness. And I think Seth will speak to that in a moment. But to set the stage for you, Seth, I want to go back to something about uh, you made the comment, you know, hey, I can have a beer and I know I'm not drunk. Again, my context, I've never smoked weed, never been around it. Um, can you smoke weed and not be high? Not in my experience. Um, please elaborate on that, because I think that gets to a distinction between marijuana and alcohol, and I think that helps us as Christians understand maybe a bit of a fundamental difference. While, while the Bible might create room for drinking in moderation, um, you know, does it set the same type of... Uh, liberty and license concerning weed. And so I'm I just going to give you here five minutes to just to kind of riff on that idea. Yeah, I don't, you know, like I said, not in my experience. I don't think so. The only time that I was ever to smoke, that I was ever able to smoke marijuana and not be high was to at the point when I was smoking so much that my body had built up a tolerance. And like I said earlier in the show that I was smoking just to feel normal. Um, so yeah, I've, n- I've never experienced the ability to smoke marijuana and not be high. So if we're, um, we're going to, if we're going to equate it, the drunkenness concept, okay, it might be okay to, to drink in moderation, but drunkenness is a sin. If you equate that to marijuana and, and it we doesn't really say, work, it doesn't work. And I think, again, this is, this is kind of news to me because that's not what the, the media wants you to hear, but you say well, and I think that then recreationally, it's impossible to do, right? I mean, sure, and and I think that they're working on ways, you know, with the edibles and with the different ways that they're curing plants and and putting this stuff together in in a pharmaceutical fashion. Now that they're able to regulate it a little bit more, the the THC level, um, but that also contradicts another thing that is said all the time. Another argument that's used to justify is, oh, it's natural, it's natural, and. 
I'm like, okay, so where in nature do you see uh, an engineered plant? And when I say engineered, I'm talking about all of the people that I know that like take strains of this seed and pair it with that seed and they grow this plant to have this purpose. Okay, like where in nature do you see that happening? And then, you know, it lighting itself on fire and being inhaled by... <laughs> A, a being like it's, never thought of that that's fascinating okay so point. like that's not natural all right and if you actually found a plant in its you know it, it, these things have, have changed you know we're curing these plants in, in ways that you know and gosh man some of the best weed that i smoked was chemically enhanced and so it's just it, it's there and i don't know so that can you smoke weed and not be high not in my experience it's probably going to go there um because, you know, I know like as you, when you get on the medical subject, the, the CBD oils, a lot of the oils that they're, you're using um, are, they don't contain the THC, the, the element that's going to get you high. Um, I mean, you could absolutely do a whole nother episode on this, Zach, because when you start talking about the, the medical stuff, gosh, man, one, I feel for, for your friend. And when you ask the question, what's worse, opioids or, or marijuana, um, my response would be, well, it depends on how negatively either of those elements are affecting her life. Huh, interesting. You know? Like, elaborate on that. Well, you know, if there's a point, you know, somebody like me where I've had very invasive surgeries and I've been put on, you know, Vicodin or Oxycontin or whatever, and as much as I didn't like being on those, um, I got off of them. You know, like, and I regular knowing my past in, in drug addiction, I was very careful about how I use them. I had to be, um, but like, if they would have offered me medical marijuana, you know, or the doctor would have told me to smoke weed, like that would have scared me. It would have scared me because I know where that led in my life. You know, I know where that took me. Right. I, it would have scared. It would have. It would have scared the heck out of me, man. I. I would. I. I would have been on the edge of losing my my wife and my child and the friends that I love in, in our congregation. And like it would have. Gosh, man, I would have never wanted to be around that. And and that you know, it's just. Uh, it's it's very sobering when you start thinking about it like that because for me that that's I would have taken an opioid over medical marijuana any day, um, even though I didn't want to. You know, yeah, and all of these drugs they they'll they'll numb you to a certain degree. All of them have the potential to destroy your life. Alcohol has the potential to destroy your life. I mean, like all, any of these substances have the ability to destroy your life. And so, just to say that because we've seen the opioid ap ap epidemic take place, we should just turn to marijuana as our savior. It's ridiculous. We need to turn to Jesus as our savior. Amen. <laughs> you Amen. know, like, cause you're going to smoke wheat, you know, uncle John, that's still living in mom's basement, rip, ripping bong hits, telling his nephew that he's going to, that he's curing cancer is going to die of lung cancer, <laughs> you know, wow, right? like, and, and so Jesus is the only answer to those things. And so, you know, I could tell you right now, man, that, that my relationship with God has given me such fulfillment in my life, in every aspect of my life that, I mean, listen, man, like I'll get really personal here, dude. Like this week, um, my wife and I had a tragedy in our family and I don't want to get into details. We had a tragedy yeah. in our family and Jesus is the only thing that's bringing me comfort in this. Amen. It's not, you know, I need to go get high so that I can cope with reality. It's not, I need to go get high so that I don't have the pain or whatever. It's, it, I, that is the fulfillment is, is the fulfillment of Jesus Christ. And Amen. I tried, you know, I tried smoking weed, man. <laughs> and, Amen. And it didn't do anything compared to Christ. Well, Seth, thank you so much for being on the Outlaw Radio Show. I appreciate it, brother. You're welcome. You're welcome. Well, you've been listening to Outlaw Radio. If you like what you heard, I want to encourage you to do two things. First, contact your local Christian radio station. Tell them you're thankful they're carrying this type of programming. Also, check out our website, outlawradio.org. You can access our podcast, iTunes, Google Play. You can listen to this episode in its entirety or all previous episodes. I do want to say before we wrap things up here that if you're struggling with addiction, whether it be a marijuana addiction or whether it be um, some other type of addiction, alcohol or heavier drugs, uh, Google U-Turn for Christ. Check them out. Uh, they're, they're a wonderful organization. Once again, I'm Zach Adams. I hope you join me again this time next week for the Outlaw Radio Show. You've been listening to the one and only Outlaw Radio Show with Zach Adams. As mentioned, if you like what you heard, be sure to connect with us on Facebook. 
Follow us on Twitter or check out our website by visiting outlawradio.org. To listen again to today's show, access our daily two-minute broadcast or full-length episodes, check out the Outlaw Radio podcast, available on both iTunes and Google Play. Once again, don't forget, we want to hear from you. If you have questions, want to challenge something that was said, or would like to submit topics you'd like to hear Zach discuss on air, you can either email us at info at outlawradio.org or you can leave a voicemail at 678-883-3316. Finally, programs like Outlaw Radio are wonderful tools God can use to change lives. But as with any ministry, there are expenses involved. First, if you're not tithing to your local church, you need to do so. And yet, if God has laid it upon your heart to extend your generosity above and beyond your tithe, we'd ask that you prayerfully consider supporting Outlaw Radio. Every donation ensures this show remains on your local station. To learn how you can become a financial partner, please visit outlawradio.org. Well, that's all the time we have for today. We hope you join us again next week for the Outlaw Radio Show with Zach Adams. Outlaw Radio is a ministry of Calvary 316 in partnership with his productions.